Hey guys, welcome back to Mickey Mike's Up. I know that it has been a bit of a minute. Um, I haven't posted an episode in two weeks now. This is week three. But, you know, I had COVID and then finals and school just kind of got the best of me for a second. But I'm back now and I am home for the summer. So I promise that there will be regularly scheduled episodes. Some exciting things coming up. Gotham home opener next weekend. I'm very excited I will be there. And then tonight... I'm going to the New York Liberty home opener, and so my summer is just going to be full with women's sports, and I am so excited to talk about it all right here. So with that being said, let's get into it. This episode has a super cool interview with a basketball player who you guys will meet in just a few, and then I'm going to talk about some soccer stuff that I have been doing lately. So yeah, I hope you guys like it. Okay, so hey guys, I have a really cool guest with me today, so if you wanted to introduce yourself real quick, and then we are going to get into some questions, and yeah. Hi everybody, Uh, my name is Mimi Rubino, I'm a sophomore guard at the University of Fairfield, and I play on the women's basketball team. Awesome, so I know that for a large majority of my listeners, this is a very soccer-centric podcast. I've been trying to branch out, so I'm very excited to have you here to talk about something that is not soccer or, like, my five seconds of hockey that I, like, throw in every once in a while. So <laughs> I first wanted to, like, start with, like, where, what, why basketball? Like, how did you get into it? And, yeah, like, growing up, right. when did it start? Um, I would say it really started with my older brother. Um, he played basketball growing up, and I feel like, being a little sister, having an older brother, I kind of just wanted to do everything that he did. Um, so I picked it up pretty quick. And uh, yeah, I would say it all started from him. So thanks to him. <laughs> thanks, Dio. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like that's like a big thing. Like even for me, like I don't, I'm the oldest. So it's just me and my little sister. But I feel like cousins, I'm like, oh, wow. Like my cousin Steffi did this. I want to do that. Or like my cousin Kelsey did this. I want like so I definitely feel like that makes so much sense. I feel like that's how a lot of people get into like sports and everything at a young age. Yeah. So did you play a lot of sports growing up or was it just kind of like basketball and that kind of stuff? I actually did. What's interesting is soccer was my favorite sport for a long time. Um, My mom was a soccer player. So I feel like she was kind of pushing soccer a little (laughs) bit and I loved it growing up, but for me, it just ended up um, being basketball. I actually played volleyball my freshman year of high school. Um, but honestly, that was more just to meet friends. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't anything too serious, kind of more of a hobby. And I played lacrosse, but nothing crazy. It was really basketball and soccer growing up. Did you play soccer throughout high school too? I didn't. I stopped in the eighth grade. So I played growing up through middle school. And then once high school hit, I was kind of like, okay, I know I want to play basketball in college. So let me really just focus on that. I didn't want to play soccer and maybe get hurt and ruin my chances of being recruiting, recruited. So yeah, I kind of just stuck from with basketball through high school. For sure. What was your like um, high school basketball career like? Like how, I don't know. I don't know how to like, I'm going to be honest. I do not know a lot about basketball. I watch it casually. I watch the NCAA tournament. For the women, that's about it. That's the extent of my basketball knowledge. So yeah, what was high school basketball like for you? Sure. So um, I went to a pretty good uh, high school for basketball. Um, I played a pretty decent amount my freshman year, sophomore year, and then we ended up getting 
a new coach and it kind of took off for me junior and senior year. Um, but a big portion of being recruited for college comes through the AAU circuit. So that's really where um, most of my recruiting came from. You kind of travel the world, play at big tournaments, coaches come to see you play. Um, so yeah, I would say a big majority of the recruiting comes through AAU and high school is kind of more for fun where you enjoy it a little bit more. Um, but my high school team was a pretty competitive basketball team. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know like, so I talked to, I've talked to my friend, my friend Erin and she plays softball at her college and mm -hmm. her school is um, an NAIA school. So like, I don't know if there's like a difference between the recruiting process, but like for you, I know you just mentioned like you had to travel a lot and play in different like tournaments and stuff like that for recruiting, but kind of what was your like individual recruiting process like? Did you know that you wanted to stay semi-close to home or were you kind of like looking yeah. to play? Yeah, um, I'm a homebody for sure. I'm really close to my family. So I know I really didn't want to go more than two hours away from home. Um, but honestly, I was kind of open to anything. Um yeah, it was really interesting. You get to know a lot of different coaches and you kind of have to entertain all options because you never know where a coach is going to end up. So just being open to everybody and um, yeah, evaluating your options. It's definitely a hard decision, but um, it was one of the best processes I got to go through. That's awesome. It's like, I can't even imagine what that's all like because like getting into college was stressful enough, like not having to like think about sports yeah. so I like I give every like all athletes in college like major major props because <laughs> like you. yeah I do like the I do like the back end of the recruiting stuff like for my women's soccer mm -hmm. team on campus which all my podcast listeners are probably like you mentioned that every single episode like but um <laughs> as you should as you should <laughs> But it, so it's like, I get all the information and I'm like seeing all these people come to ID camps and all this stuff and like training things. And I'm like, I don't know how you managed to fit it into a schedule. Like I major props. Yeah, it was a lot of stress, a lot of tears, but at the end of the day, you grow up wanting to play college basketball. So your dream is like coming true before your eyes. So it's definitely all worth it. That's awesome. So now you are at Fairfield University. So yes. what has basketball aside what has just like the transition into school been like because I know for me yeah like I am eight hours away from home it's been like a big transition but I feel like I've like found a really good group of people and all that kind of stuff so for you like what has the transition from high school to college been like yeah um honestly it was really hard because when I was coming in to my freshman year it was COVID like the COVID year so so for me being a homebody, I was thinking like, oh, maybe I'll come home the first few weekends, feel it out, then I'll get more comfortable staying at school. But really once I got here, I was kind of stuck here. Yeah. And you can't really go out, socialize, meet other freshmen that much. So really all I had was my team. Um, that definitely made it a little bit harder, but I think it was almost like a blessing in disguise because I got so much closer with my teammates because we were quarantined together. We had to quarantine in hotels, like almost our whole entire first season. So that's really all we had. So I got a lot of, a lot closer with the team. Um, but now, honestly, it's great. Like we're able to go out, socialize. It's kind of like normal again. Um, so this year has definitely been a lot easier and I'm loving the college experience and stuff. But at first it was a little bit tough. 
yeah no oh my god I like like high school was weird enough like that COVID year having to be like on online for class that I can't even imagine having to like if I had to start this year on zoom like I remember my roommate and I talking about it and we were like I don't think that that is going to work out because yeah I think I would have just been like you know what let me just transfer home like right now right before school starts (laughs) because it's crazy and like we did have to go on like zoom for like small periods of time like coming Mm -hmm. back from breaks and stuff and even that was like weird but but I don't yeah I guess that is like good in some sense so like you said like you got to get closer with your team and like spend a lot more time with them which yeah like obviously helps build like team chemistry and all that kind of stuff and yeah for it sure. paid off for you guys this year because you guys won the um your like conference championship right and that was yeah. like the f- only like the fourth time like ever or something like that yeah first and first time in like 20 years so that was awesome yeah so what was your guys season like how did for you playing and just like as a team overall yeah, yeah. like you you know what I'm getting at <laughs> Yeah, no, this season was like incredible, kind of like almost a once in a lifetime season. We only had one loss on the whole season. It was kind of crazy because like I said, I came in during COVID. So this being my second year, our my COVID year, we couldn't have any fans or anything. So my mom couldn't come to see me play. So like, I remember running out for our first game and I was like, oh my God, like there's people here to watch. That's like, so exciting. This season just felt like super surreal. Um, And it was awesome, but we all had the goal in mind. I mean, my coach was retiring this year. Um, We had a lot of seniors and this was a lot of their last year. So we kind of had this goal in mind that we wanted to win the MAC championship this year. Um, So yeah, just like super incredible, super honored to be able to be a part of this team this year. Uh, Yeah, super cool. No, that's so awesome. When I saw, when I, so when I reached out to like, my mom had texted me and was like, you should talk to Mimi. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then she gave me your mom's number. And so I remember after you guys won your mom, I like, I sent a message to your mom, like either before that or like something. And she was like, look at them with the trophy. And I was like, oh, she oh, like she sent me a bunch of pictures. <laughs> I can't trust her. She'll t- send pictures to anybody. She's so um, but yeah, being able to hold the trophy, that was crazy because it's like something that we had in our minds like dug in our minds every year like keep the goal in mind we want to win a MAC championship we want to win a MAC championship and then just like being in that situation where you're cutting down the net and you're holding the trophy and the fans are there and you never had fans in like two years yeah um my mom was there that was awesome it was just it was super crazy so awesome experience no that's so exciting I yeah I was just like so excited for you and I was like we haven't even talked I was excited for you (laughs) thank you so much I appreciate it and then, so then you guys went to the NCAA tournament yeah. and you played Texas. So what was that like? And I mean, yeah. that's like such a cool thing to just even be able to say that, like you went to the NCAA tournament, like, like, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Like you grow up watching the NCAA tournament, seeing it, um, it on TV. And honestly, like the crowd was absolutely insane, even though they weren't cheering for us, obviously, because we played at Texas. Um, Just having that many people there was awesome. I think there might've been like 10,000 people. That's crazy. In the arena. And I was like, this is super unreal. So just to get like a little taste of that, like was really cool. 
And um, it was awesome because there's people in our hotel that were like so psyched for us. They were like, oh my God, I hope you guys win. They're asking for pictures. And it almost felt like a celebrity moment. Like we're not celebrities by any means, but it was like, why do they want a picture with me? Yeah, but like you're in that environment and it's like the first time you guys have been there in like so long, like obviously like like, kind of like a history season for you guys. And so I would have been like, yeah, let's take a picture. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome though. No, that's so cool. I, I did, I was like, I put you guys on my bracket 100%. I was like, you know what? I, my bracket was bad, but I did put you guys on it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. My, um, my friend, my, like my best friend on the team, her girlfriend fell out of bracket and she had us winning the whole, the whole thing. So I mean, it was hey, just funny to play around with that. You a know what? Bit. That's support right there. Yeah, she had belief in us. So yeah, we <laughs> love it. That was funny. So going back to like college and like class kind of stuff, how mm-hmm. like how is your schedule or how do you manage balancing having, especially during the season? like having all these classes and having to do all your assignments but also like making sure you're at practice and having games and all that kind of stuff and traveling like how do you kind of keep that all balanced yeah it is pretty difficult I do have to say um there is obviously a period of time where you can't schedule classes so it's kind of hard to pick classes um so we usually have practice from like 2 30 to whenever and then we'll have lifts so you can't pick practice between that time span um but luckily teachers are pretty flexible um if you're on the road or traveling with you making up work or since they're already so used to doing zoom they're used to you can just be like oh just join over zoom no problem so I was in the hotel joining zoom classes a lot um I would say something else that helped is having I'm, I live with all my teammates so I live with um three of my teammates and it makes it a lot easier because we're all kind of on the same schedule. Yeah. So we're like, oh, like at the end of the night, me and my roommate would be like, oh, we should lock into some schoolwork now. We had a busy day with practice. Um, and we all kind of move on the same schedule, which makes it easier for sure. Um, and there's people here that want to help you. You know what I mean? You can ask for tutoring or teachers will give you a little bit extra time. So everybody just wants to see you succeed at the end of the day. So you find a way to get it done. For sure. Yeah, I think Zoom, like as much as it was annoying when we were like full on Zoom and I was like, yeah, no, like I don't like this. It's definitely yeah. coming like clutch for me like the last few days, mm-hmm. starting econ on Zoom in quarantine. Okay. Yeah, like, for sure. Make sure that you don't like fall too behind. So I could imagine that being helpful, especially like if you guys are traveling like back to back for a little while. Like I don't really know yeah. like, what your travel schedule was like, but yeah. I can no, imagine no, it getting crazy. crazy. Yeah, it does. It does get a little crazy, <laughs> but it works out. And then before we like wrap it up, I have some rapid fire questions. So okay, perfect. Well, that that is how we will close this out. So, <laughs> okay, <I'll see. laughs> okay. So, what is like your go-to travel snack? Um, honestly, goldfish. I love goldfish because it's never too heavy. Goldfish you know I mean? is the best. Yes. A little 100%. salt. A little salt. I do love Snickers too, but can't have too much. <laughs> what it what was the last thing that you like binge watched on Netflix? Um oof, that's a good question. Uh Sunset Selling Sunset. It's a real okay. good show. Very good yes. show. <laughs> okay. What was your favorite place that you went for, like your favorite opposing team that you played this season? 
Oof, probably Texas. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, do you have like a lucky number? Um it's always been 14, but recently it's been 2 in my past few years. So I'd say 14 and 2. Do you have any like pregame superstitions? Um yeah, I actually have a lot. Um <laughs> what one is tying my shoe like if I mess up or like it gets stuck on another finger like it has to be real crisp and it's very weird but um yeah every game you know what I think that that that's valid whatever whatever makes you <laughs> what like whatever gets you going or whatever yeah, sure. <laughs> um I was gonna ask you like what other sport you'd like to try but you said that you tried a lot of them so I don't know if there is one um another sport I would like to try honestly cheerleading okay like I'd love to be able to just throw like a backflip or something yeah I I cheered for for a while and I can't do a backflip if it makes you feel any better yeah (laughs) yeah I don't know about like all the the costumes and the in the makeup and stuff but if I can throw a full or like a backflip I'll be pretty content that would be cool <laughs> just like score a basket, do do a backflip, like day. it'll be it'll be your Cart- thing. A little cartwheel, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and then last one, like what is your like goals for after college? So not so much a rapid yeah. fire question, but like mm-hmm. a good ending one. Yeah, I would say um honestly it changes like every week. <laughs> That's but bad. um my overall goal would be to open up a gym with my older brother. Like I said, he plays basketball too. Um, so we would do like weight training, strength training, um, and then incorporate basketball in it. And I'd also want to, during my trainings, um, focus a little bit more on the mental side of basketball or just sports in general. Um, I think that would have a little bit of a unique niche that not a lot of people do. So overall, that's the goal right now. But that sounds ask me so tomorrow cool. ask me tomorrow may be different but yeah yeah no that sounds so cool that's really awesome I think like I don't know I've been trying to like figure out how to like do more on my podcast and like just other things in general about like mental aspects of sports and like mental health of athletes yeah. because um one it's so important but two like I don't know if you like follow college soccer but um Katie Meyer mm-hmm. she played at Stanford she was a goalkeeper she like was dealing with like a lot of mental health issues and then she like passed away um and I was like I talked with her a handful of times and so after and she was actually going to come on my podcast and we were going to talk about like mental health and so like Mm -hmm. seeing that happen I was like I need to like talk more about that so I definitely think that's really awesome yeah we definitely need a little bit more awareness for um mental health in the sports world I don't think it's talked about enough at all so it, it yeah, really is not and I'm not even an athlete like just from an outside perspective I'm like you can't expect people to like perform their best and do all these things and like stay on top of for you guys like stay on top of school and high classes and all this kind of stuff and like not yeah. have some level of like wow this is really hard like yeah no exactly I like, totally agree I have a hard enough time just like taking regular classes and working so you guys are doing it all and there definitely needs to be a lot more support there so yeah totally agree I think that that is awesome and I really appreciate you coming on here thank you for having me great time talking to you and I cannot wait to post this I think it'll be thank you so much 
So, since I last recorded, there have been, like, nine group stage Challenge Cup games, and then there were the two semifinals, and today is the final, and so I I can't talk about all nine of them. You don't want to hear me talk about all nine of them. They're all kind of old news at this point, like, Portland beat San Diego, and the rain beat Angel City, and, like, blah, 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 right? But it was just, it's just, I don't know. I don't think you guys want to hear that. And so I'm just going to talk about the semifinals. So first, Kansas City, North Carolina. North Carolina won 2-1. They will be playing in the Challenge Cup final today. Um, They went up early in the game with a penalty, and then Diana Ordonez scored in the 36th minute. That was her first professional goal, Um, her first start. She had an incredible game, and it was really exciting to see a rookie player getting out there and getting a lot of minutes, and then Kristen Hamilton came back and scored in the 79th minute for Kansas City, and they kind of picked up a little bit from there and tried to get a couple more shots off, but ultimately, like, they were unable to control the ball. It wasn't Kansas City's best game. It wasn't their worst game. They could, they kept their own. They held their own, um, and I think that going into the season, a lot of people were not expecting North Carolina to look the way that they did just because they did lose a lot of key players like Sam Mewis and Lynn Williams in the offseason and then of course like not having Abby Dahlkemper anymore but I think that they're building a really solid team and Sean Nahas is he is doing something right and it's working and I think that they have a really fun group um besides a few selective players (laughs) um but overall I think that North Carolina has been looking really solid um, I think my biggest thing with them is that I'd really like to see Jorian play a bit more. Um, I just, she's so good, and the fact that she does not play is just absolutely wild to me. Um, and I'm not a fan of Jalen Hinkle being back and playing and just her in general. And so, you know, if she wants to just, like, retire again, I would, I would be more than cool with that. Um, and then... Brianna Pinto has been absolutely amazing. Um, I'm really, really excited that she's getting this season and a chance to, like, actually play and shine because she's so talented and, I mean, there's no better place for her to do it than right back home. And so I think North Carolina's been looking really good. And then Kansas City, honestly, has been exceeding, like, all my expectations. Elise Bennett has been great. Victoria Pickett... And then they have Izzy Rodriguez, shout out to the Buckeyes. Um, They have a really solid team, and I think that a lot of people were not expecting them to be good because last season they weren't too great, but I think that they're finding their rhythm. And also, just like the club in general has so much investment coming in that I think there's a lot of really exciting things to happen there. Um, And I mean, they just... They just have such good players, and they're all working together. And then you have AD Frant in goal, and I'm just... I'm really excited to see how that team continues to grow over the season because they were leading in the challenge cup um for a a, like most of the games and then kind of like lost it towards the end but that was really exciting um and so as we go into the regular season I'm excited to see how both teams do um I know that the schedule is going to be kind of crazy for the teams in the semifinals especially the Washington Spirit who beat OL Reign but I know that Washington has like I think eight games in the next like 30 days maybe even less than that and like five of them are away and like on the west coast and I just think that the NWSL scheduling is not the best um but 
I was able to join the NWSL press conference the other day, and Commissioner Jessica Berman said that it is something they are working on, and that going into next season, there will be a lot more awareness of the scheduling, and just, you know, making sure that people know that scheduling is complicated, um, and I think that we can all recognize that. Most of the NWSL teams do not own their stadiums. They play at rented stadiums, um, and so you have to make sure that you are not overlapping with the events that are already going on, and it it is definitely a challenge, and I give them major props for putting out a schedule, um, but there are definitely a lot of areas to analyze, and Jessica said that there are a lot of conversations happening to hopefully avoid overlap, and they have already started looking at and working through the schedule for next season, which gives me hope that, one, it will be out earlier than this year so people can plan trips to go see teams, but, two, that there will be a little bit more of leeway to make sure that these teams are not overlapping because, I mean, Washington, Spirit, and the Rain played, and then... Played a regular season game, played the Challenge Cup semifinal, and then they play again on May 22nd. And then they don't play each other at all the rest of the season unless they both make it to, like, the playoffs. And so it's like, that is not really, like, good scheduling in the slightest because why are these two teams playing each other three times in the time span of, like, a month? And so hopefully going into this season... It goes smoothly with the scheduling and the traveling and everything, but definitely going into next season scheduling for that, there's a lot more awareness of just how many times teams are playing each other and when and things like that. And accounting into travel, because I know that the other day when we joined the Gotham press conference and Scott Parkinson was like literally at the Newark airport and I thought it was so funny because he was like, yeah, like, we're just, we're just sitting at our gate, and so then he was, like, telling us about, you know, answering the questions about the game coming up, and it was just so funny, because obviously, like, we know that they travel in Gotham's in San Diego this week, but just knowing that, like, they're constantly just, like, go, go, go during the season, especially when there's a lot of back-to-back traveling, it was kind of, um, just wild to me, but <laughs> now back to the Challenge Cup and games, we're going to talk about O.L. Ray and Washington Spirit. Very controversial game. I think that, I don't know, I think that the rain had a really, really good game. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing, but from what I did, I mean, they were getting more shots off. They didn't have, like, all the possession, but I feel like that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, they were having a bad game. I just think that, like, they were getting the spaces that they could and getting balls off when they could, and they had a lot of corners. Um to try to convert things and so there was a goal early on that well they went into the half zero zero and then there was a goal early on in the second half it looked like Alana Cook scored hit the back of the net she was called offside um I don't think she I think she was on but just Fishlock was off and so the, it was called off and so zero zero until like extra time like stoppage time right and Megan Rapino comes on and everyone's like, they're bringing her on for penalties. Um, but that was her debut for 2022. Um, she has not played a single minute yet. And so she subbed on. And then off of a corner, there was a blatant Washington handball. Um, it literally bounced right off of Anna Helferty. And, like, nothing against the spirit. 
This is more about the refereeing, which, again, refs are doing what they can, and I understand that it might be hard to see the whole game sometimes, and you might miss little things, but when it's coming down to a semifinal game, and those are the final minutes of the match, and that could have, like, helped the rain win, I think that their frustration is very, very justifiable, Um, because from any angle, it clearly bounced off her hand. And when Allie Watt got called for a handball, when it bounced off of her face, I think that there's definitely a bit of, like, not, I don't know what the exact word is, but I just think that all the riffing is, like, not on the same level, and they're all, like, looking at different rule books, it feels like, sometimes. And so, I hope that going into the regular season... And just, like, into next season, there's a lot more looking at the refereeing. Um, but Commissioner Berman said that, like, both during the season and in the offseason, they're going to be evaluating everything to ensure that they can do the best quality that they can give. Because, like, there's some games that have good refereeing, refereeing, but this was just not one of them, in my opinion, because I think anybody could watch that clip and call it a handball without knowing anything about soccer. And so that that could have gotten the reign of PK and that could have helped win them the game, but instead they went into penalties. They did nine rounds of penalties. <laughs> so I think it was kind of wild actually. Um, so it started Roosevelt, Ashley Hatch, both got theirs. Al- Alana Cook, Emily Sonnet both got theirs. I had never seen Emily Sonnet take a penalty, try to kick a ball, like, for a goal and I was kind of I was kind of shocked I thought it was a very very nice penalty um they were all taken really well something that I noticed with the rain is that they were all hitting them in like the same spot until Bethany Balser and when they got to Bethany Balser that was when Aubrey Kingsbury realized that they were hitting it in the same spot and went the way that they had been hitting it so I think that they were hitting to the left and so on Balser's turn Aubrey went to the left, but then Balser hit it to the right, and I just thought that that was really funny. Um, Aubrey Buzdo, Kingsbury, um, for those who don't know, she got married. Um, It's been a while now, but I still call her Buzdo. Um, But she took a penalty and made it, and so that was kind of cool. They kept going, so they were even matched, like both making them until they got to seven. Um, And then on round eight, Nikki Stanton and Tania Alexander both missed. Um, and so, again, still even. Next round, Sam Hyatt, Anna Helferty, both score, still even. And then um, Sam Stab goes, she scores. And then Jess Fishlock goes, and she misses. And so it sends the Washington Spirit to the Challenge Cup final, which will take place today at 1 p.m. So I'm putting this out at noon so that you guys have plenty of time to listen before the Challenge Cup final. Make sure to watch. It will be on CBS I'm 98% sure about that. Um, And so I think that in regards to that game, it was a really good game. I think that the Rain and the Spirit are both one of, like, both probably tied for the best teams in the league right now. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that look really good. Like, Portland looks really good, and they have solid goal scorers like Sophia Smith, and now they brought over Janine Becky. Angel City is kind of finding their rhythm. They have June Endo. Um, San Diego's looked good. They haven't been scoring all that much um but they still look like a solid team and you know on the east coast we have Gotham and uh they have Midge and Christy and they're finding their rhythm and Chicago has Mount Pugh and like 
there's all like these big stars but I think that as a cohesive team unit the rain and the spirit look the best right now like all parts of their team are working really well and I would not be shocked if we saw them play again in the challenge in a regular season semifinal or even a championship match um I think that people were not expecting that from the spirit just because I mean like even middle last season I think that with everything that happened and people were not expecting the spirit to do well and they did and they're still kind of riding off that momentum and working really really well together and they have a solid team with a a good mix of like veterans and rookies and they're proving that they're like a really good team and I mean they beat Gotham 3-1 and have been beating most of the people they've played so I am really excited to kind of see how this is going to shape up going into the regular season just because there is so much competition and so many teams that are on the same level are doing really well and so a bunch of these teams are like uh during the challenge cup and are like finding their rhythm now in the re- going into the regular season and opening weekends and so I'm very excited to just kind of see everything that's going to play out and I know I already said that but I'm just I'm really, really looking forward to this NWSL season. And in regards to that, we are going to talk real quick about Angel City and the bank and how they sold out their home opener. So I think that the bank capacity is like 22,000, something like that. Um, and during their home opener against North Carolina, they sold out the Bank of California and they won 2-1. So Vanessa Giles scored in the third minute. And then June Endo scored in the 13th minute. Putting them up 2-1 until the 51st minute when Dabinia scored. But it was such a good game. It was like the just the environment looked absolutely electric. Um, and I mean just to see that many people out like supporting women's soccer and like women's sports is just absolutely incredible. And the amount of investment that was there was I don't know, it just made me so excited for the future of just, like, working in women's sports, but also being a fan of women's sports and just all that can, like, happen. And Angel City really, like, they were they were going for it. This game was not as tight as I thought it was. Like, if you look at the stats, it really looks like North Carolina controlled it. They held most of the possession and everything like that. But shot-wise, they were even. And so, you know, Angel City was really... There were a couple times where it looked like Chris Impress was about to score or, you know... It was just, I don't, I don't even have words for how amazing it was to watch the game. And then, of course, of course, you have to talk about the new CBA. Um, they signed it on CBS Sports Network right before the match started. So you had Commissioner, Commissioner Berman and then Megan Burke, who is the NWSL Players Association Executive Director, sitting there on live TV going over the CBA real quick, and then they signed it, and the players officially have a well-protected CBA. Um, Obviously, there's always room to grow, but I think that this is a really good start, and I'm very happy that the players have this to kind of give them a little bit more protections and just, I don't know, I'm so excited. Excitement is the only thing I have on my brain right now. It's just, I really do feel like things are looking really good lately, and I don't know. Like, the players seem like they're having a good time, and I missed soccer so bad, and I'm home, and I can go to soccer games, and I'm just excited, guys. But that is all the soccer stuff for me today. 
because I have to go get ready for the New York Liberty game, which I'm also very excited about. Take a shot every time I say excited. I should, probably should have said that at the beginning, but I didn't know how many times I was going to use that word. So, But yeah, make sure to watch the NWSL um, on Paramount+, Plus, Twitch, CBS Sports Network, CBS. Um, the availability of the games just kind of depends on which game you want to watch. But if you do want to watch one and can't find it, do not hesitate to ask me and I will help point you in the right direction to watch. But make sure to support women's sports. Go to, you know... Go to games, buy tickets, buy merch, all this kind of stuff, and support all the players in the league. Um, and yeah, I'm just very excited for the future of women's sports. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Mickey Mike's Up. I hope that you enjoyed getting to know a little bit about Mimi and her basketball journey at Fairfield. Um, I will also be writing something up about her on Jersey Sporting News, so keep your eyes out for that. I'm very excited to keep working with Jersey Sporting News and doing some more writing, and so this next week, make sure to check that out a lot because I will be covering the LPGA tournament that is in New Jersey, and so there will be lots of stuff out for me this week, and then of course with Gotham coming back, I will be writing a lot about that too, and so keep your eyes peeled for all of that. Um, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Mickey Mike's Up on Twitter at Oh, also on Instagram, Mickey.Alfano, and then on Twitter, Mickey underscore Alfano. Make sure to follow Women's Sports Exchange at WSportsX, like the letter X, and then change. I'll put it all in the description because I know that the spelling might be a little bit confusing, but make sure to go follow that. It really is like such a passion project of mine, and I'm so excited that it's growing. We officially have a domain name, so there will be a lot of cool stuff coming out there soon, too. And yeah, thank you so much for listening, and have a great week, guys.